Hey there, welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Jeff Wolburn Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball with the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolburn. My name is Tyler Mon. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a uh, kickoff to 2023, our first edition of the new year. And thanks for hanging out with us today on 104.3 The Fan HD3 as the Pioneers return home for two games coming up this week. North Dakota State on Thursday at Hamilton Gymnasium at 7 o'clock. And then a Saturday game against the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. That's a one o'clock tip off on Saturday. Uh, so you can come on out for some afternoon hoops at Hamilton Gymnasium. And uh, pleased to be joined by the head coach, the pioneer, Jeff Wolverine. Coach, good to see you. Uh, I, I know it's been uh, kind of a, a tough stretch over the last uh, you know handful of games getting conference play started. But at sports, sometimes you get your uh, your great stretch to start this season. Conference play is a different beast. Um, we'll We'll talk about that. But first off, how are you? It's good to see you. I just thought good morning, you had Tyler. five straight days, but but it's good to see you anyway. Yeah, good morning. Nice to be with you. And uh, you know, you're uh, this this is what this is why you coach, you know, because uh uh you know you enjoy putting a puzzle together and uh you when you face adversity, uh you enjoy you know finding solutions and remedies, and that's kind of where we're at right now, I think, as a coaching staff. Um uh Tyler, what I would tell you, you know, I'm always telling the team that success is very fragile and it's just you uh any type of shift in performance any type of shift uh in mindset uh can impact your success and uh you know it's uh it's a little like a a a golfer i think who uh, you know a, a golf stroke that it it when you're honed in man you're crushing the ball 300 yards down the fairway things are great. And one day you get out there and you get the yips, you know, just, uh, you know, out of nowhere. And um, so success is fragile. And uh, for us, we're not doing some of the things that we did earlier in the year that promoted success. Um, And we've, we've got to get back to those. And, you know, it's up to me and and my staff to, to find solutions and remedies. And we've certainly targeted some areas that we need to, to work on. And uh, it's very obvious to us actually. And, uh, we need to um, get the mindset back to where it needs to be, get the effort back to where it needs to be, and then attack individual aspects of the game uh, through our efforts and practice and film. Well, we're through five games in conference play. Um, the the conference opening game before the holidays against Omaha was a tough one. You bounced back with a really good performance at Oregon State. Uh, you had that game down to a one-point game with seven seconds left before OSU pulled away and uh, some free throws down the stretch. Um, the the last handful of games in conference play, you get a triple overtime win over Kansas City, the longest game played in Denver's Division One history. Uh, Oral Roberts is the, the class of the conference right now, and they come into Denver and they pull away with a win. But your last two games, you come back very strongly on the road. You had a, a big halftime deficit uh, and an early second half deficit at St. Thomas. Came back and made that thing tighter toward the end. Western Illinois, in uh, what I will say, so you don't have to say it, in a bizarrely officiated game, uh, you had down to a five-point game uh, with about five minutes left before Western Illinois kind of put some distance there. So your guys have shown the ability to fight and hang in uh, and continue being in these games until late. Haven't gotten to finish the job yet. Um, but tell me about sort of your biggest takeaway, especially over these last two or three or four games, um, as to what exactly you think the issues have been and where you go from here, especially approaching a, a two-game home swing. Yeah, you know, uh, you're going to have ebbs and flows in terms of your three-point shooting, in terms of your field goal percentage, 
the effect effectiveness of your ball screen defense based on who you're playing. You know, that there, there are always ebbs and flows there. There's one area that where you should never have that, and that's in your effort. And uh, we, we have had that, to be quite honest and frank with you. Um, you, you know, we, we, we talk about coming out and, and delivering the first punch, you know, metaphorically speaking. And, um, and uh, we have not done that. I think we've absorbed the punches for uh, the last couple of first halves. And uh, we've reacted to what the other team's done, and we have not been the aggressor. Um, I, I really emphasize to my team that you you have to have a disposition to dominate when you take the floor, uh, and and you have to impose your will. And I, I don't think that we've done that, especially the first the the first halves of the last two games. And you know, and looking back, you mentioned some of the games in the past. We sure did that for forty minutes on the road at Oregon State, and we sure did that for a triple overtime game against a very physical Kansas City team who lost on a half court shot to Oral Roberts the other day. So it, it's we've sometimes you have to remember what what brought you the success. <laughs> you know, when when things were going really really well, what were you doing that, that was helping you get there and maybe as a team we've lost sight of that. Um uh, you know, I I you, you can't have a shift in mentality from the team and doing everything you can to help the team to, you know, am, am I getting as many shots as I want? There, there can't be a shift. And, you know, when, when things go sideways a little bit, like they have for us, those are the things that you explore. Uh, those are the things that you, you discuss as a team. And uh, it's just so fragile that any type of interruption to, you know, when things are going really well, uh, will will allow you to struggle like we have the last several games. I'll, I'll give you an example. We today um, we we've played. You know, we guys have roles on the on the basketball team. Okay, we've played what is it, eighteen games now? Okay, we have fourteen plus the conference tournament left. And I'm going to meet with the team today, and we're going to uh, define everybody's role. So it's just crystal clear to everybody. You know what guys are, are are what their role is and what we need them to do for us to be a successful team. You know, Tommy, for example, Tommy is he's our primary ball handler. He initiates the offense. We need Tommy to be a very, very aggressive player with the ball in his hands to create shots for himself and shots for his teammates. And he does that by getting into the paint and breaking the defense down. We need Tommy to do that. Tommy has established himself as the best three-point shooter on our basketball team. He's shooting, I think it's 38% on the season and 47% from three in our five conference games. And, you know, his individual performances are getting better and better. And he's second in the league in assists. So, you know, I, I really think if we finish a lot more of his passes, you know, he might even lead the league in assists, which, which would be quite a feat. So uh, we're... we're you know, you leave nothing for chance when when things when you're struggling as a team and, you know, we're going to go right down the line and define everybody's role to Tommy, who plays, gosh, 37 minutes a game to, you know, uh, maybe the walk ons on the team who don't get on the court and how their role can help our team be successful, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, promoting your, your culture in the locker room, whether it's. Uh, uh, you know, being reflecting who we are with with integrity, you know, in, in, in everything that you do, delivering a strong and, and positive message. 
you know, Corey Hess does a great job in, in reflecting uh, energy and enthusiasm and effort and practice. You know, he does a wonderful job. He crushes his role, you know, as one example. So, uh, you know, you, that's one of the things that we'll do. And, you know, on the court, there's some areas that we need to, to really clean up in addition to this, obviously. Coach, when um, you're in a stretch like this, you know, I was talking about this uh, over the last couple of days with some of the guys, and it it seems as though you can find yourself in a circumstance where all of a sudden, if you get that first win to snap a skid, you remember what it feels like. And all of a sudden it's back to, right, these are the things that we need to do to make this happen. Um, there are, sometimes it's like you're, you know, you're wrestling a, a barrel in the sea where if you get caught under it, it's tough to get back over the top. But when you do get back over the top, you can hang on there for a little while. Um, how much? I like that analogy. That's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> you can use that later today. You're, you're, uh, you're welcome to it. Um, how much of the, the psychology of being able to snap out of a skid does come from just relearning how to win? I mean, if you go out and get a win in your next one, then all of a sudden those things click again where it's like, all right, this is what propelled us to eight and one to start the year. Yeah. Uh, everything, you know, I would tell you, your mindset is so important. Uh, mental health piece is so important. You know, the things that you're going through, you know, uh, we started school last week for, for the first time in six weeks. So all of a sudden, you know, the guys are back with academic responsibilities, obligations, meetings, and class time. And it's, it's balancing those after the long holiday break. So the, the mindset is, is so important what you do. And once heard a quote that, you know, the mental is three to one, what the physical is, you know, in the, in the game. And um, so it, it's, it's really important to get your guys in a good frame of mind. And, and you, there's an old Dean Smith expression. Uh, Dean Smith used to have thoughts of the day. Uh, and he, he, one of his, fam <clears throat> one of his famous thoughts of the day were act yourself into a new way of thinking or think yourself into a new way of acting. And I always thought it was great. And over the years, I, I've always used that. And, you know, for example, uh, gosh, uh, many years ago, I had a point guard at Illinois State, David Kaysan, who uh, is now an assistant coach at Oklahoma State. And it didn't matter if we had a 5 a.m. practice. David was jumping all over the gym, yelling and screaming, let's go, fellas, let's go. You know, this is going to be a great day. We're going to be great today. <laughs> and he would act him, you know, I'm sure he didn't want to be up at 5 a.m. practicing, but he would act himself into a new way of thinking, you know, by, by being that guy who was really, really vocal and full of energy and full of enthusiasm all the time. And, you know, sometimes that, that I've always loved that quote from Dean Smith. And, um, you know, we, we, I may lean on it today a little bit in our practice, but, it, you know, along with that is resiliency. You just, like this is tough, uh, and uh, you know you're in conference play. Everyone knows you really, really well. They know your strengths, they know your deficiencies. Uh, you know, and you got to be resilient, and you got to be, you got to demonstrate a mental resiliency, physical toughness. You know, play with a sense of physicality. It's to your point earlier, we have done that when we've fallen behind, right? You know, which is admirable, but. You know, you, you've got to do it before you fall behind. So, um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to work on that. But it, it's uh, for us, the turnovers have been a big issue. Uh, 
we we've we've got to get better for us to turn the ball over 22 times against Western Illinois against a zone is inexcusable. Uh, quite honestly, it's embarrassing. And to me, what it says is uh, our mindset wasn't right. Going back to your point, we're thinking about the wrong things. If uh, if we're turning the ball over, we shoot 50 percent against their zone, but we turn the ball over 22 times. I mean, that's 22 times you just say, you know, here you go. We're not going to get a shot. You, you yeah. can't be successful doing that. And, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, you know, the biggest issue is uh, containing the ball and playing as a unit and competing harder than we're, we're doing on the defensive end. And I would tell you those will be the biggest uh, things on the court that we'll, we'll spend time on this week. Well, we're going to talk about what's coming up for the Pioneers here with a two-game homestand against North Dakota State and North Dakota after a break as the Coach Jeff Holbrook Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant continues next on 104.3 The Fan. Rolling along on 104.3 The Fan HD3 and the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn, as DU returns home to Hamilton Gymnasium for the only two home games of January against North Dakota State on Thursday and North Dakota on Saturday. And uh, Coach, before we talk about this little homestand that's coming up for you guys, I want to talk about a, a headline, a news item uh, from Pioneer Athletics this week. Uh, DU head men's lacrosse coach Bill Tierney announcing that he will retire after this year is 14th season with the program 49th season in coaching uh 42nd season in college coaching i believe uh seven national championships at two different schools and just you know as you know through a year plus being at the school just a great human being um tell me about you know your relationship with coach t and uh and being able to to bid farewell to somebody like that at the tail end of his uh, hall of fame career you know uh i love I love Bill. I, I really do. He he's been so welcoming from the day that I stepped on campus, and you know, um, when very briefly, and I'll get into Bill. But when I was at Stanford, we we had uh, uh, on campus housing. All the coaches lived together in what we called these pods, and so your your neighbors were the other coaches. My my neighbor was the special teams coach uh, on the football team, the head vo women's volleyball coach, and you know, you got all, all these coaches and coaching's the same, like, you know, no matter what sports you coach, you know, when you think about it, you're, you're trying to, you, you have to relate to the, the, your players on your team. You have to be an effective communicator to the people on your team. You have to be a motivator, you know, and, and those to, to tap into those other coaches you know, when I was at Stanford to find out how the national championship volleyball coach did it and the football team and and and, and water polo and all of those was, was so enlightening and interesting. And from the day that I stepped on campus here at Denver, that's been Bill for me. He just, he, he I can't thank him enough. He not only welcomed me with open arms and we established a great friendship, but we, we had so many insightful conversations about, you know, things he was going through with his lacrosse team and how he handled that everything from motivating and communicating and disciplining his guys. And, you know, when they weren't playing quite physical enough or tough enough and, you know, the things that he would do. And uh, he's, he's been a great friend. Uh, he is the John Wooden of men's lacrosse. That is exactly how I describe him to everybody. I mean, I've told him that I I've like, it, it has been such an honor to, to get to know him, to watch him coach, uh, and to build 
build a relationship in the time that I've been here. And because he's the best, he's the best that's ever done it. And uh, just, you know, his longevity is is amazing on its own. Yeah. And obviously the, the huge success that he's had. But when you visit with him for 30 minutes, you understand why he's a great coach. You understand why he's had the success that he's had and the longevity that he's had. It's just in a very short period of time, Bill brings across his sincerity uh, in, in conversation, his honesty, his caring attitude. Um, it, it's He's a, uh, you know, he's a great man. I guess that, that that's why he's a great coach. And uh, I will really miss him. Uh, I, I, I will miss his team's playing, but more importantly, I will miss a, a, a close friend here on the, in the Denver athletic department. Well, and he's the reason you're stuck with me as well, because when, uh, when DU men's hoops was looking for a radio guy, coach T was the one to say, Hey, what about Tyler? That, that idiot seems to be uh, decent enough to handle men's basketball. So you can blame him for that. Uh, well, and- that was a great recommend. Another great decision by <laughs> coach T. All right, coach. Well, let's talk about what's coming up for your guys this week. Uh, our, our Pioneer Sports Information Director, Chris Smith, is on the call right now. And Chris and I text each other regularly. We cannot make heads or tails of what's going on in the Summit League this season. It is Oral Roberts and uh, and a crowd behind Oral Roberts. You'll get North Dakota State, ordinarily uh, a conference heavyweight, who has started to play a lot better in conference play, really struggled in non-conference play. You'll get them on Thursday. You'll get North Dakota on Saturday, uh, a team that nearly took down South Dakota State, the other conference heavyweight last time out. They ended up losing by one at home uh, in Grand Forks. This league is so uh, – there's a lot of parity in this league this year, uh, in spots two through ten especially behind Oral Roberts. Um Tell us first about North Dakota State and kind of what it stands out about the Bison so far this year. Uh, they've had so much success in recent seasons. This team looks a little different than what we've been accustomed to seeing from North Dakota State. Um, but this Bison team this year, what stands out about them? Yeah, well, uh, just in your assessment of the conference, uh, you say you 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 don't know what to make of it. I think you've made of it what what it is exactly. Yeah. And you, you have a premier team, an elite level team, a team that's probably capable of winning some games in the tournament in Oral Roberts uh, that, that really has no flaws, uh, experience, poise, uh, inside perimeter scoring, inside scoring. This year they're defending at a high, high level, and they are the elite team in my, in my mind. And then you have everybody else, and it's been interesting. Like you have teams like South Dakota State, who you know aren't that undefeated team that they were a year ago? They've come down a little bit. Maybe North Dakota State is not quite the the team that they were a year ago, but everybody else on the conference has improved. Like you know, we look at our roster and and we feel like we've definitely improved the the individual parts and and collectively as a team. And but so has everybody else. And you know the portal allows you to do that. And you know you're not just recruiting freshmen who come in and, and now, you know, they look promising and they develop into great players, but you're, you're pulling in fifth year dudes who just, you know, have been there, they have experience. So, you know, I think the goal in college basketball is to get old and stay old. And, you know, that, that's what a lot of the teams that were in the lower third or the middle of the conference last year went out and, and did, and, you know, we did it in, in ways that we got Tommy Bruner, you know, Tommy has two years left for us, but three years of experience and his experience shows, you know, he's such a productive player for us. You know, Lucas Kasunas played four years in the Pac-10. 
uh, Pac-12 and, uh, and Tyreek Corbett. And all the other teams have done the same thing. So, uh, you know, and then you combine that with some of the, the, the really solid players that you, were in your program that you got through the high school ranks. You asked about North Dakota State. I, I think they have a, a first-team all-conference player in Grant Nelson. Uh, man, is he, is he good? Uh, I mean, he has a chance to, to be an NBA player in my mind. He's, he's, he's that good. And, uh, you know, Morgan is a, uh, the other player that's up front with them. I, I think they have a dominating front line uh, experience, physicality, toughness, low post scoring. Nelson can come out and hit the three on you. And I think early in the season, maybe they dealt with some inexperience on the perimeter. They're working themselves through those issues now and are, are getting really solid play on the perimeter. You know, North Dakota, who you mentioned, uh, I, I think loses a one possession game to South Dakota and South Dakota State last week, you know, real heartbreakers. That's what we have. I, I mean, I think anytime you tip it off, uh, you can you can beat the opponent or you can lose to them. And um, uh, gosh, it, it, it's it's just the, the nature of our league and it's what you can expect game in and game out. And, um, I, I, which I think is really exciting. You know, it's a, a credit to the coaches in the league. I, I think the league is much better than it was top to bottom from a year ago. Especially with the opportunity that you have coming up this week, this homestand feels like it's coming at a very opportune time. You've you've started with some tough ones in conference play uh, and a one and four mark coming home, but all of a sudden you're able to grab these two games at home. You're three and four going back out on the road, uh, and it feels like you're in position for for the things that you uh, had your sights set on at the beginning of this season. Um, when you talk to your guys and you get set, I mean we're still three days away from tip off um, with with North Dakota State, but having these games at Hamilton gymnasium, being able to get your guys back in the routine of being at home. Uh, where do you feel like your, their mindset is coming into what, you know, at this stage feels like a, a pivotal couple of games uh, back in your own floor. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll know a little more when I meet with them later today, we, we traveled yesterday and had the rest of the day off and um, we're going to hit the things we need to work on hard. We're going to make sure the mindset is where it needs to be. And um you know, you you just you don't talk about winning games, quite honestly. Um, you don't talk about, uh, you know, we talk about the ingredients and the components necessary to be successful. And right now we know what our deficiencies are. We can't be successful turning the ball over at the rate that we're turning it over. We can't be successful, um, you know, defending at the level that we're defending. So uh, those things have to change. And so it, it's... It, it, you know, it's getting better at the components that will lead to success, you know, as opposed to talking to to them and saying, we have to win this game on Thursday. It's what do we have to do to become a better basketball team and uh, be a little more resilient, absorb the, the, uh, the ebbs and flows of the season. And, you know, it, quite honestly, it's a bumpy road. You know, every, every team has it, you know, you made comments that early North Dakota state struggled in non-conference play. Um, you know, obviously they've stayed the course and have been resilient and, you know, which is leading them to success in league play now. So uh, that that's that's what it's all about. And we'll do our best to address the deficiencies. And uh, we can't have ebbs and flows in our effort. And uh, maybe that's the, the most important thing and uh, that we've got to address this week. Well, one thing I heard uh, you say last week and one thing I heard Ben Bowen say this week uh, is it's sort of nice in basketball. You don't have to wait a week like football to get back on the floor when you're hungry after 
uh, taking a loss, and the Pioneers will be back at it coming up on Thursday against North Dakota State, and then Saturday against North Dakota. You can get your tickets now at DenverPioneers.com. He's the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverin, as uh, DU and North Dakota State will tip it off at 7 o'clock on Thursday evening, 6.30 Pioneer pregame right here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. And Coach, uh, good luck. We'll talk to you this week, and uh, see you out there for North Dakota State. Thanks, Tyler. Always nice to talk to you. Appreciate you making all the trips with us this year and hanging out in Moline Airport yesterday. And, <laughs> you know, what, what was that? A five-day road trip. And uh, appreciate the company and all you do for us. Thank There's you, Tyler. nothing I love more, and I appreciate you guys. Head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine, wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Jeff Wolverine Show, presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. We'll talk to you on Thursday for Denver and North Dakota State.